0: What is going on, guys? Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off the Script. Still a little bit under the weather over here. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Wednesday nights. This is your AEW Dynamite Post Show for September 6th, 2013. 2013, 2023. Oh my goodness, man. What am I talking about? I'm so fucking drained. I wish it was 2013. Holy shit. Jesse, what's going on, man? Don't mind me. What's I good, just, I, you know, I'm getting out of here, bro. Fuck this shit. You,
1: you cool over
0: there, man? You no, all right, bro? No, I'm not alright, man. I'm under some fucking uh I'm under some drugs, man. I'm fucking, I'm fucking still sick. I'm tired. Man.
1: You sure? I mean, I hope you pull through, bro. I don't, I don't know. know, man.
0: 2013. <laughs>
1: all right. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> Look at this, Got our first bomb and we didn't get far, man. First one. And oh my god. Someone had man. to mention them. What are you talking about? What? Who's mentioning who? We got a bomb. Your favorite chip, man, man. You?
0: Right? Your Pepsi man, right? He's mentioning him, right? You don't see the bomb in the chat, bro? No, I'm not looking at the chat. Oh. Not okay. looking at the chat. Looking at you. We got a show to do. I'll get to the I'll get to the bomb in a second. I know Jason Barker donated a $100 bomb. I know. We'll get to it. How you doing, man?
1: That's important, man. I'll get to it. It's my show, Geek. How you doing? You know what? I'm with you. Fuck Barker. He didn't mention my (laughs) name. (laughs) I'm with you, bro.
0: I'm with you. Let's move on.
1: I'm good, man. I'm good. I don't know what's wrong with you, man. I wasn't so down on the show like you, man.
0: Oh, please. Uh, Don't get me started, man.
1: It was all right. It wasn't the worst. it
0: it It was all right. I mean, it was fucking it was very
1: focused man it, yeah, was, it man. was
0: i mean it wasn't the strongest in ring show that they've put on but you know it was it was it was there it's dynamite it was, it was too- they give
1: us in ring stuff at pay per views
0: it was uh, oh yeah that's right man we're not supposed to watch the weekly show that's man we just right. well, we just watch the pay per view because no, they always do that right?
1: show, just turn it off and yeah, they Watch all, the pay per view.
0: They always deliver, man. Right? They always deliver. Jason Barker donating a one hundred dollars super chat in two thousand thirteen. Great. <laughs> What's up, y'all with GM Junk Gone? We finally got. Some hangman Adam Page, Jason Barker. What is this now? Like fucking ten streams in a row. This guy donating a one hundred dollars super chat, man. Oh my goodness, Jason Barker. Thank you so much, brother. GM Junk is his name now. It's a
1: beautiful thing,
0: man. GM Punk gone. Listen, man. He may realize- be, he may he may be going to uh, manage a target himself sooner or later. You know? Do you realize?
1: Do you have any clue? How many people that watched last week's show get so triggered by my green screen and baseball cap? I
0: I don't know what to tell you, man. People get triggered by what I say on a daily basis.
1: I mean, you think, I mean, like, oh, man, they just, you know, got angry. No, man, I'm talking about I'm pretty sure somebody sat there and cried and threw shit. And came at me on Twitter and everything, bro. These people, you okay? They know it's not real, right? I mean, some of them don't. Fake. I mean, some of them don't think it's uh, it's uh, fake. I think it's real. Do they know that it? I mean, it's it's not it's not real life. They they know this, right? They have you seen Raj Geary's fucking timeline, bro? I, I've stayed off Twitter all day long today, <laughs> man. Jesus you know, you know, Christ. you know what
0: I did, man. I drank tea all day. I played Destiny Two all day, and I organized my Pokemon card folder.
1: A oh, fucking Pokemon geek.
0: That's all. That's all I did. I'm a fucking geek. I stayed to myself. I'm trying to get over this fucking flu, bro. I'm pretty. confident. What is Raj Geary going through, man? Is he mentioning CM Punk? And he's got all the fucking stands on his case now. What, what, what's going on,
1: bro? I'm pretty confident that Raj Geary lost money. Because Punk got fired from AEW. He is mad. He is so mad that Punk got fired.
0: Well, I don't know what there is to be mad about. I mean, you and I talked about it. You, me, and Ticket. Drew talked about it. Me and Drew talked about it last night. I thought that was the best show we did on TNT. I mean, we we went over everything. People were fucking getting upset at us in, in the chat last night. They were getting upset at Drew about what he was talking about, man. I got people fucking barking at me in the comment section. This is the fucking man's opinion. Shut the fuck up.
1: They you know? are mad. Why are they so mad? Somebody told me. Somebody said, "Well, watch. Well, watch when Punk sues Tony Khan and gets a bunch of money." Then I'm like, so? he's not. He's not going. He's not going to sue Tony Khan. E- even if he does, I'm like, do you get a cut of it? I mean, why do you give shit?
0: I mean, it's okay to be disappointed. I'm disappointed. You're disappointed. we 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 were we were given false hope, right? we We didn't get the punk that we thought matured over seven years and and he got fired for his behavior. what what do you What do you want? Go try and lunch at your, go and try and lunch at your boss and see if you have a job tomorrow.
1: I dare you Some, I, I do I just replied to to a tweet from Hooligram. Somebody said that the wrong man got fired, and he went on this like, three or four tweet rant about why Perry should have got fired. But are are we we on this again? At the end of the day, one man went after his boss, one didn't. Are we on this again, bro? I mean, are people people
0: still claiming Jack Perry should be fired? Yeah. Jack Perry should not be fired. I don't know what else I have to fucking tell you people. Like, why? You call him a pussy, call him a fucking indie midget, call him whatever you want. Should Jack Perry be fired? No. Jack Perry didn't lunge at his boss. Jack Perry didn't throw a first punch. Jack Perry got sucker punched. Jack Perry went into business for himself on live television in front of eighty two thousand people. Jack Perry should be suspended, which he is indefinitely, and fined handsomely,
1: which I'm sure he is. I agree. I'm trying to think. Okay, I'm 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 past like my feelings of being hurt by it. I'm trying to think reasonably and logically. They had a fight. Perry started it. Perry gets suspended. Punk gets suspended. Now, if it would have ended right there, then they both could have come back from their suspensions and gave it another go. But one of those two decided to physically go after their boss. He did. And then half the world want to be like, but that should be okay." Perry made Punk mad. So Punk should be able to go after his boss and not get fired. They should fire Perry for making Punk angry. You want to fire Perry for making Punk There is
0: a paper trail of bad behavior with CM Punk that dates back to fucking before he joined AEW. They took a huge gamble on him to bring him in in the first place. Jack Perry, Jesse, how much of a bad influence has Jack Perry had on that locker room? How many incidences have we read that Jack Perry got into a backstage brawl? He bit somebody, threw a chair at somebody. Did we hear any of this stuff before All In on Jack Perry? No,
1: not at all. But not I'm one single play, fucking but I'm thing. trying to play devil's advocate and just go by the current incident because there was a past incident, but we got past it. We moved on, suspensions were served, titles were stripped. We came back, we moved on, and punk right away grabbed the microphone and started, you know, shooting on Hangman. Didn't get fired. Got into it with Jack Perry, you know, in an altercation, didn't get fired. Physically got into an altercation with Perry, didn't get fired. Went after his boss, got fired for that, and then people say Punk shouldn't have been fired. I'm so confused. I don't. I, I feel like I'm in bizarro world.
0: It's it's crazy. It's, I don't get. It, it. I mean, I mean, Punk wasn't even fired for the fucking scrum last year. Nope. N- neither was the Elite. I mean, Jesse, how long it, you been married to your wife? 15 years. 15 years, bro. If you fucked up, how many times have you fucked up in the 15 years? Several times, I'm sure, right? Like everybody else in a 15-year relationship. If, if, if you fucked up one time and she got rid of you, man, what, what good is the fucking marriage, right?
1: I mean, I've mean, i never fucked up to the point of to something that. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm
0: using it as an example, man. I mean, if you fucked up and you really fucking made her angry and you slept on the couch for a couple of nights, man, she's going to say, all right, let's talk about it. Like, let let cooler heads prevail and yeah, we move it's... on. Yeah, it's you know? not a divorce, no. No. Yeah, no. I, so Jack Perry but, fucked up one time and, and, and now he's sleeping on TK's couch. She'll be back in a little bit. That's all.
1: I'm just, I'm I think I'm trying to think rationally among people who just want to believe what they want to believe. I truly believe that some people I, I think if I think if Punk came out, made a statement and saying, I deserve to be fired, Jack Perry had his part, but you know, at the end of the day, he didn't deserve to be fired. I did. I'm in the wrong. Guys, please don't do... I think people would still say, nope, nope, Perry should be fired. Someone said the wrong one got fired. Someone out there believes that Punk should have stayed and Perry should have been fired. Not too many people listening
0: to Jim Cornette. That's all it is. Jim Cornette Cornette said Jack Perry. I'm sure he said Jim Cornette uh, did. Uh, Jack Perry should have been fired and Punk is uh, the the one that should stay. That AEW is making a mistake, so... I'm sure they're cornet stands. That's all they are. Makes sense. Makes sense. Anyway, man, we're not going to talk about Jack Perry. I mean, we've exhausted. I mean, today was the first day I didn't make a CM Punk video in, what, the last four days? There was nothing on CM Punk today. Thank God. I took the fucking day off. There was no news at all. It's slow. Dynamite was slow. wasn't a terrible show, but, I, I mean... Just from my vantage point, my point of view, I didn't really give a shit about the show tonight. The only things I cared about were MJF, Samoa Joe, and then the Adam Page and Swerve promo uh, towards the end of the show. Um, you said you, you, it was a decent show in your eyes, Jesse. I know uh, the in-ring wasn't uh, the most exciting, in my honest opinion. What what'd you think of the overall show tonight? In-ring, this tournament that we got going on, this world title eliminator tournament for MJF. And the AEW world title. I mean, I, I said this with Drew last night. The the, the tournaments that Tony Compons puts on, man. I mean, the ran the randomized brackets are just fucking absolutely ridiculous. I mean, there's no rhyme or reason for this fucking shit. He just throws names into a fucking title eliminator tournament and, and then uh expects us to fucking care about everything. Like Yeah, no, I can agree with that. The, th- the tournament uh, part is a
1: little is a little stale.
0: Trent Beretta, yeah, Nick Wayne. Like, what the fuck has Nick Wayne... Honestly, I mean, granted, I'm sure he's got some talented people working back there in in the creative uh, realm, but what the fuck has Nick Wayne done to be in the same breath as world title against MJF? I'd love for somebody to explain that to me.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, that part, okay. You know, I mean, if we're going to lead off with the, you know, few parts that didn't make sense sure but i mean all in all i i don't think they need a tournament to 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 get to mjf's next challenger they already had a challenger right there in front of them. clearly they i mean he's already right there and you want to put him through a tournament i mean we got rid of the ranking system did we get rid of the ranking system just so that we can do tournaments for everything because we, yes. we don't need a tournament to get mjf to 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 Joe we're right yeah. there. Yeah, that's right there. That, 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 that,
0: that, that's exactly what they're doing. It's like it's like Tony Khan and his creative team is going to the fucking Bruce Pritchard way of writing. I mean, what the yeah. fuck are they doing here? Well, Darby Allen versus Nick Wayne took place tonight in the main event. I mean, two, you know, they're both very good wrestlers. Darby's great. Nick Wayne, obviously, uh, we, we got to get used to seeing him. He's still very young. He's 18 years old. What the fuck is he doing in the world title tournament? He just got here. So, that was the match. That's one of the first round matches. Trent Beretta I don't know what the fuck Peretta has to do with the world championship. Roderick Strong at least made a case as to why he wants to win the world championship. He wants to stick it to Adam Cole, and, I uh, like sh- and, and sh- yes, he's doing fantastic. I know a lot of people don't like his charisma, but uh, I think this whole neck brace thing and being the Karen of like the friendship I, here with Adam Cole, I think
1: it's great. It's it started off a little cold for me, but I like the arc that that Roderick Strong and his character has taken. I'm, I'm liking it. Um, I liked the strong wind that he got. I liked how he comes out there and says he's gonna be the next world champion, and how comical it was. I, I like it. Yeah, you know he doesn't have to shatter doors and break the. He just has to do something. This is what I mean about good storytelling. Roderick Strong is interesting now because he's a part of a pretty damn good story, and he's a heel with a good point. You care more about this guy's neck than mine. I'm supposed to be your fucking best friend. Then they gave us some backstory in a vignette. This shit is all coming together, man. And he's and he's a pretty
0: great fucking pro wrestler too. Never mind that. Yeah.
1: This this show was good overall. I'm going to find some points that didn't make sense, but all in all they started telling a new story. Look at what they're doing with the, with the storytelling. You can tell they are really really focused on trying to get some long-term stories going. You know, it wasn't just go out there and wrestle and get out. Everything had a point and a reason for it. I've been looking out for this since there's been so many complaints about non-storytelling. Um, I think we're at the origin points of getting some really good stories as we go along. Well, they're going to need,
0: they're going to need to do something because I mean, we have, uh, three weeks less than that, probably September 20th, uh, until grand slam. And then legitimately a week and a half after that, we're going to go to Seattle and it's Russell dream, their new pay-per-view concept.
1: Well, dream is a pay-per-view, um,
0: I know, but you got to be building matches and stories to be putting on that show as well. So they're going right. to be, you know, they're building towards this and then they're going to be building towards that. So it's going to be another double dipper for Tony Khan.
1: Yeah, but Grand Slam is as much of, of a big event that they want to make it. Grand Slam is a TV show. You know, it's just a a, a hyped up TV show at a big, little, you know, a nice location and things like that. But at the end of the day, it's supposed to be just more built it could be more build for the next pay per view, so we don't have we don't have to build towards Grand Slam. Grand Slam can be a a, a catalyst to get us to the next pay per view as well. So I'm not worried about trying to get stuff ready for Grand Slam. I'm worried about getting it ready for the next pay per view. And they seem to be doing a lot with getting storylines involved. Um, there are a lot of them, most of them are at the beginning stages, so it's fine. They have to start somewhere, but I I can't in good mind go out and say that there's still no stories being told because they're starting to come along swerve it out there and cut one of the best promos of his AEW career tonight um Roderick Strong they did a little bit of something to make him look important like I say with those vignettes and things like that Nick Wayne and Darby Allen I tell them a fantastic story they told it in their main event match um, Nick Wayne showed how 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 immature and um, how green he is, and why and that's why he lost. Darby almost lost because he cared so much about Nick Wayne. MJF is pissed off that Joe just won't give him the respect he feels he deserves. Bro, shit is going down. Oh, that's good. Mox, Mox, I mean, shit is going down. That's good. I I, I, yeah. I
0: like I like that. Those are the good things about the show, yeah. for sure. I mean, there is some direction which I appreciate. Uh I just I I just wish things were a little less predictable with this tournament.
1: That tournament yeah. thing that is definitely a, a you know it's a, it, it, it's it's, it's a right? downer
0: honestly. So Roderick yeah. Strong listen, Roderick Strong and, and Trent Perretta happened tonight. Roddy got the win. He's going to Collision. He's going to wrestle uh, Darby Allen on Collision. On the other side, we're getting Rampage matches. Now I'm going to say something positive here. It's not all negative for me. I like the fact that Tony Khan is making people go out of his way to watch two pretty decent matches that are going to be put on Rampage. Samoa Joe versus Jeff Hardy on the other side of things. That's one bracket. And then Penta versus Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal's a fantastic pro wrestler. So is Penta. So that's going to be taped as of tonight. We'll probably have the spoilers later uh, later tonight. And uh, the winners of uh, those matches are going to wrestle on Collision along with Roddy and Darby. Now, I'm, I'm assuming Penta... And Samoa Joe, that, that sounds like the best match to me. I think that sounds like a fucking banger. I mean, I'm yeah. going to go out of my way and watch that on Saturday. And then we'll get Joe and Roddy in the final. I mean, that's the way I'm looking at it. I mean, See,
1: it, it's it's a, it's a little predictable. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. No matter, I mean, granted, and we both know, tournaments are not just to get us to the end. Tournaments tell their own stories throughout the tournaments. Yeah. So, there's always that, too. But, yeah, um, if anything comes out of this tournament other than Joe getting to Max, I'm going to be mad. I mean, that's what, what, that's, that's what we want to see. Well, now, yeah, unless they're <laughs>
0: saving it for the pay-per-view. I mean, who 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 are they going to put on Grand Slam in New York at Arthur Rash? They got to sell tickets, right? Samoa Joe and MJF sounds like a big deal to me. I think that sounds think that like uh, a, a ticket move to me, so... I think that's what they're going to end up doing there. But, yeah, the whole tournament's basically Samoa Joe's, and they're letting you know that because Joe was in the ring with MJF tonight, and they cut a 17-minute fucking promo on each other.
1: Yeah, exactly. So
0: so that was uh, the highlight of the show, the Joe and MJF segment. We'll get into that. Like you mentioned, Jesse, I do agree with you. Swerve cut a tremendous promo tonight, and I do like the fact that he came out and we didn't expect him to. On Adam Page, and I like the dialogue that Swerve brought to the table and said that basically he wants his spot. Like, Adam Page isn't really doing anything with the seniority that he has and the star power that he has. He feels like he's being lazy and he's just taking it for granted. He said, if I had your spot, I probably would have been the first black AEW world champion. I mean, that's that's a powerful line there. So yeah. for him for him to say that, I mean I like the dialogue already there because Adam Page has been kind of slipping away. He hasn't really been in anything too important. He's been teaming with Kenny and he's had those tag team matches uh, as of late. But he's been babied. He's been he's
1: been, he's been, he's been less strong through all of it.
0: Yeah. And, and Swerve and Swerve is that's how that's how Swerve genuinely feels. That promo was more of a work shoot promo if you ask me, cuz that's me. how it genuinely feels. You know that I know that yes,
1: <laughs> you that's know how that. he
0: genuinely I mean, feels, and yes, he uh, we does. we 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 know uh, a little bit more than we should on that, but you yeah. know, it, it is what it is. I, I like that, and if that's a match for Grand Slam too, that's two fucking great matches for Grant Grand Slam. We got Swerve and Page, and then MJF and Joe. I mean, we're looking good already for New York,
1: dude. I like this. I, I don't want to jump ahead of the show, but I like this angle with Swerve and his. I'm tired of you and your elite friends making sure that you get the, you know, get the opportunities. And I'm sitting here struggling trying to eat. You know what I'm saying? I I like this and I think this can this can get Swerve where he needs to be. I, I think this can be the catalyst right here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you you you're thinking that this is uh I don't want to say a test, but it's like a test to to Swerve to see if he could hang with uh the main event talent now because i don't
1: think i don't think that's it i think they know that swerve can can not only hang but go um even stronger than some of the guys in the main event as far as a one-on-one as far as a one-on-one match it's about how much they can get swerve to connect with the fans and get them um over that over that mid-card hump and into that main event stratosphere and stay there not just on dynamite not you know but stay in the main event picture. And he he just needs that storyline, that angle to, to get him past that. And I think this could be it. He could be a dominant fucking heel with a gimmick like this one, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's uh, that's exciting
0: stuff. And uh, you know, Jesse and I have been uh hard on swerve when we needed to, and we've praised him when we needed to. This was great shit. This was yes. great shit. I'm very looking very much looking forward to that match. And Grand Slam is shaping up nice with those two matches, and yes, Claudio versus Eddie as well as potential. Uh, I don't know if Story. that's going to be I don't know if that's going to be on the Grand Slam show. I mean it would make sense being that Eddie Kingston's from New York or or Tony Khan saves it for Wrestle Dream and does it in honor of Antonio Inoki. So I I don't know. It, it could go either way, but I do think that it's probably best served for Grand Slam. And, and it is shaping up to be a very good show so far. And we're going to go over what we got to go over tonight and we're going to have a good time doing it. We're glad that you guys are here with us this evening. And uh, let's get on the way. Ladies and gentlemen, follow us on social media. At JD from 206 Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Make sure you guys go check out all the other content as well. There is plenty of content, CM Punk content, especially if you guys want to be up to date on everything Punk. And his Termination from AEW. I got you covered. Jesse and I got you covered. My guy Drew and I got you covered. All three of us at one point were on the same show. We got you covered there as well. So go check all that stuff out. Next time you see me live will be Friday for SmackDown. And we'll be sponsored by DraftKings on Friday. Make sure you guys get those super chats in. We'd love to hear from you at the end of the show when we do Last Call. Memberships are open as well. Hit that Join button. Follow Jesse on social media at Smart And check out Jesse tomorrow night on Impact and his post show. What's
1: going on with Impact, Jesse? Man, so we're still dealing with Bully Ray and PCO. Unfortunately. Man, PCO, is still wrestling? In hell. Jesus man. Christ, man. Oh, man. Look, man. I never said it was all sunshine and rainbows. And the dark side of Impact is, yeah, we still got PCO in the ring, man. But outside of that, we got interesting stuff going on, man. We got Trinity out there. Trinity just tapped out Deonna Purrazzo for the second time. Oh boy. We get Jordan Grace coming back apparently to Impact. Really? Yeah, I thought she I don't know if she signed a long term deal or not, but she is definitely going to appear in the in the next to the table. So, I
0: mean, that's interesting. Nobody wanted Jordan Grace, huh?
1: We don't know that. Maybe she left and maybe she intended to go somewhere, but then maybe she decided that there was too much drama somewhere and decided to go back home. I don't know. Speculating maybe it's a one-off it.
0: maybe it's a one-off who knows
1: maybe it's a one-off maybe she just wants to get a date or two in you know while she's in her transition we don't know i've seen no uh solid reports yet so i can't sit here and say what it is or what it's not um steve macklin returned from injury um he's gonna be back there in the main event scene and um interesting stuff going on man come on over and check it out i mean again Are you getting this consistent storytelling and consistent wrestling? You're not going to be shattering, you know, 90,000 seat arenas, you know, but it's good wrestling, man. That's all I can really ask for right now.
0: Yeah. Hey, listen, man, Impact's doing their thing. You're doing your thing. You're going to the show in Chicago, right?
1: Yeah, man. I'm going to Bound for Glory to see Will Ospreay, bro. There you go. That should be great. Definitely going to that one, man. AW
0: Dynamite started off with uh, Orange Cassidy. Somehow, some way, he still finds a way to open the show. He says same thing. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ, man! He's not even the champion. He's still opening the fucking show.
1: I feel like that. I feel like this it's was like a, a troll. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> well, a little bit, yeah. But <laughs> I felt like maybe this was a passing of the baton, passing of the, I'm passing the leading the show off over to Mox because then Mox comes in and does it. Maybe, yeah. I think we got trolled. Yeah. I think we did.
0: Listen, Orange Cassidy is great, man. He deserves his fucking flowers. He waited uh, out the chant of freshly squeezed, freshly squeezed. Then he says, hey, they told me to stay home. But I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. Cassidy said with or without a title, he'll be there every single week because my name is Orange Cassidy and I don't have a catchphrase. Which ironically is
1: his new catchphrase. That's. Yes,
0: that's that's the whole play on words there. They 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 want to say he doesn't have a catchphrase, but he just walked right into one.
1: That's his catchphrase.
0: His music played. He rolled out of the ring. He's got taped hands, and Moxley's music played as soon as uh, Orange Cassidy's music ended, and he walked through the crowd with the international championship, the international title reign of John Moxley begins tonight against A.R. Fox
1: and if you think about it though i mean moxley goes outside of the promotion and works you know big matches all the damn time does he not uh, i mean uh
0: if there's an indie within fucking uh, a 5 mile radius of him he's there somewhere he's there.
1: so i mean so the the inter- the international title is a pretty good fit for him
0: i would say so and and, and like you said on uh, the all out post show when we did it i mean you know, Moxley is, uh, we both talked about it. Moxley's the guy. Moxley's the guy that picks up the fucking pieces when the company's in trouble or they're in a bad spot. You know, Tony Khan goes right to him. He gave uh, Moxley, did TK the world championship. He made him interim champion. Yeah. And now he's the international champion. And this is the second biggest title in the entire company. So, you know, that's uh, that's what he thinks of that title. And that's what he thinks of John Moxley. So the fact that Moxley. John Moxley is holding it, Jesse, I mean, now you see the value of what that
1: title really means to Tony Khan. Yeah, Mox comes to work, he punches his clock, does what he needs to do, and he fucking goes home and he avoids all of the bullshit. Yep. And he shows up when he's needed, and then when he's not even needed, he'll show up when you do need him. I mean, Mox is the guy.
0: Mox is the man. He wrestled uh, A.R. Fox tonight. Solid opening match. A.R. Fox is very good. John Moxley's excellent. He was out there with Claudio. Uh, There were chops and then big corner punches. Moxley... And Fox were going at it. Moxley kept Fox grounded. Fox managed to get a springboard drop kick and then a huge dive cleared the top rope out to the floor. Darby Allen and Nick Wayne in the main event later tonight. They were watching on the big screen in the back. So uh, Fox is out there with Moxley, connected with a uh, big DDT back in the ring, hung Moxley up in the ropes. They go back outside again, and Moxley tossed Fox over the barricade we go to our first commercial break of the evening. Fox tried to uh, string together some offensive attack here on John Moxley. And he escaped a rear naked choke. He rolled into a cutter for a near fall. So he got the cutter on Moxley. Moxley's on the floor. Vo- uh, Fox goes up top and hits a absolutely beautiful 450 splash for a two-count he took too long to follow up, though. Moxley hooked on a Kimura, transitioned into the Blackpool Combat Club's signature Anvil Elbows, Big King Kong Lariat, Death Rider, and that was it. That was it. He put him away pretty quickly with the signature stuff and retained the international championship post-match. Darby Allin came to the ring to check on AR Fox, raising his hand after the effort, and all of a sudden, Christian Cage and Luchasaurus as soon as they saw Darby Allen walk to the ring, they went to Nick Wayne in the back. Cage said he watched some of Nick's father's work after last week, and I got to apologize, Nick. I watched some of your father's work, and he's oh, worse guy, than I ever imagined. This guy really hates dads, man. Cage offered some new mentorship to Nick Wayne and walked <laughs> off, and then when Christian walked off, he looked back and said, Hey, Nick, say hello to your mother for me. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness, man. So not only does Christian Cage want to be the new father of Nick Wayne, he also wants to take his mother out. He hates dead fathers. I don't know, man. Why? Uh, this is Listen, man, it, it may be a strange and bizarre gimmick to some, Why? but it is absolutely fucking fantastic. I mean, the way he carries himself, his demeanor, the way he speaks, his cadence... I don't know what happened there, man, but Christian Cage just became, uh, he he got to another level
1: somehow. I don't know. This guy came to the media scrum, sat down, and said, how's everyone's father doing out there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how's everyone's father doing? What
0: Ridiculous. And then someone, and then I think Nick Houseman asked him about fucking Edge. Of course he did, fucking geek Nick oh, Houseman. Don't even know why they continue bothering to invite this fucking guy out there.
1: And if you have an Adam Copeland question for the scrum, I mean, okay, okay, but Christian Cage does not hire any fucking body, dude. I mean, g- g-
0: give me a break. Anyway, Nick Housman asks, asks this question, <laughs> and he says, uh, So the rumor mill says that your uh, very good friend uh, Adam Copeland may be on his way in. Can you can divulge on that a little bit? And then Christian Cage says... I don't really talk about anybody else but me and Luchasaurus. I don't have any friends but Luchasaurus. <laughs> That's it.
1: <laughs> That's it. Yeah, next question. That definitely seems like a TK question. <laughs> I mean, even, even TK if is going to dance. TK, I mean, Jesse. What, he, what, do you, what does he expect? TK just a flat-out answer? He's going to dance around it. But oh, of course. The
0: oh, Adam, Adam Copeland's a great pro- professional wrestler. Yeah. I
1: loved him, man. I watched
0: his career for 20 years.
1: I, I think he's great. <laughs> that was such a misplaced question man
0: whatever listen man don't disrespect christian cage it's great oh god chris statlander speaking of disrespect tbs title man what are we doing chris statlander versus
1: oh my god man your favorite pro wrestler man emmy sakura my amy sakura heat has faded away sorry Emmy sakura man how
0: many people cried that emmy sakura wasn't on all in man Here she is I don't know. Screaming and grunting and all this other shit, man, out there against Chris Statlander for the TBS title.
1: Now, again, my, my Amy Sakura heat has gone away because there's no more dark, but I don't think she needed to be at all in. I think we're taking that a little too far. Yeah, well, go go
0: look at social media, man. People were fucking making petitions about getting Emmy Sakura on the show. Bro,
1: Chris Statlander was not on all in. I understand start, this. Athena wasn't we start even on there? all. In. Before we get to Amy Sakura? <laughs> Athena wasn't even on the show.
0: Whatever my fucking a- Amy Sakura.
1: Well, let's get to the champions before we get to Amy Sakura. And no disrespect to Amy Sakura, but plenty of people should have been there, but let's start with the women's champions. So what, what, right what let me let me ask the crowd. She's not she's not doing the whole uh microphone gimmick anymore. It's my first time seeing her in a long time. So she dropped either- the whole Freddie Mercury thing, huh? I just saw a clip of her walking around listening to Freddie Mercury's music. I don't know where that was from. Was it from tonight? I don't know. But nonetheless, there's no more dark. She's not bothering me, bro. Now, she starts showing up on Dynamite every damn week doing the same damn thing. Yeah,
0: well, well, I, mean, right uh, I mean, TK must uh, still have illnesses and travel problems that Emmy Soccer is bucked on fucking Dynamite. When was the last time we saw her on Dynamite? No clue. Couldn't even tell you, right? Bro, who who would you rather who would you rather see on Dynamite, man? Emmy Sakura or Maki Ito.
1: I, I don't care. Flip a coin. <laughs> Flip a coin. Maki is a Maki Maki Ito is a little <laughs> a, is a little funny on BTE and Twitter, man. And she You she, know, Maki, she, Maki
0: Ito says she wants a
1: one-on-one match with John Moxley. I, I believe it. I'd I'd love to see it. I would love to see it. I would love to fucking see it, man. You might think that sounds fucking crazy, but I'm telling you, I've seen the smallest of women go out there and fucking fight their asses. Like, you ever seen Candace LeRae in the fucking Indies, bro? Yes. She's a fucking killer. Yes. Love to see it. Now you know why Johnny Gargano married her? Man. Push come to it. I, I, man, I would not doubt that she could kick Johnny Gargano's ass, bro. Probably. She is a tough mofo, is is fucking Candace LeRae.
0: Anyway, this was an open challenge, go figure, for the TBS championship. Emmy Sakura came right out with some uh, big offense. Your tiger driver and a running cross body, sending Chris Statlander out to the floor. Sakura followed that up with a charging body press or cross body against the ropes. Chop battle in the ring. That changed to lariats, both women colliding. After uh, some lines, Statlander then lured Sakura to the apron and then connected with a slingshot elbow. Both ladies traded counters back and forth. Sakura hitting a reverse spinning neck breaker and a double underhook backbreaker. Sakura tried to go to the corner, but Statlander slammed her down face first, hit the discus lariat, and then the Wednesday night fever. For the one, two, three. I like the way it changes by the day of the week. Yeah, on Sunday cool. it was Sunday night fever. Now it's Wednesday night fever. And she got the win and retains the TBS championship. And Emmy Sakura, she can try another day.
1: I like that she's on TV. Okay. Not not Sakura. Um, I like that she's booked strong in the match. That's great. Now, can we get Chris Statlander an interesting storyline? That's all we need. That's well, we listen,
0: need. listen, listen, bro. You're asking way too much. Too, too, too the, much sorry. You, you just over exceeded your limits, bro. You're asking way too much of sorry. this
1: creative team. Makes sense. We're almost there, bro. We're almost there. Um, You know, get her in something interesting. Somebody needs to come out and kick her ass and, and give her an angle. Give them a reason to kick her ass. Something interesting. Not that you're the champion and I want it. You know, Give us something. All right, be creative. All right, and make it on going. Book the champion strong. I mean, it's not asking too much. You is know,
0: it? I I I gen, I'm genuinely curious. Uh. Like, you take someone like Chris Statland, and this is just this is just a question, you know, coming from me. I I'm genuinely curious if you ask Chris Statlander if she's completely happy with what she's doing on TV, what the answer would be. Like, Is she okay by doing open challenges every single week with no fucking direction, no story, as long as she's on TV and wrestling? You know, it's great that she's wrestling. It's great that she's on TV, but what does the TV time mean? It means nothing. There's no substance there. It's just, hey, we're going to take some random fucking woman that we randomly chosen at will backstage... Well, whoever uh, the creative team is feeling that week, we're going to throw them into a match with Chris Statlander, and
1: boom, we got a championship match, man. That's all yeah, that matters. Pretty much, man. I know she was not happy about missing all in. I can tell you that.
0: I mean, do they use a roulette wheel? Do they do they play a game of hacky sack? Uh, what, what, like, how do they determine who the, the uh, opponent is? I mean, do I they play about, ch-
1: a game of checkers, chess maybe, some uno? I don't know about roulette wheel, but don't we have another women's fatal four-way coming up? Yes, no. yes. Yeah. I will.
0: I will. I will get to that in a little bit. It's very, you know, the the writing is very WWE-esque. Here. I don't know <laughs> what's going on, shit. man. I mean, th- <laughs> did you secretly hire somebody over there that uh, is red in the face, and his catchphrase is "I
1: love you." I, I know, man. It. I'm looking at another women's fatal four-way. Now, look, if I'm th- if I'm thinking here, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna give me another women's fatal four-way. A, there needs to be a reason behind it. B, it cannot be any of the same women that we just get at all in in a fatal four-way.
0: And I'm supposed to sit here and keep my mouth shut, man. This is why we aren't invited to media, bro.
1: I guess not, man. Oh, how dare he question us, pal? I guess not.
0: Give me a break, man. We, we, we want substance. We want Tony something. We, want, we want something fun. Yeah, that's fun. She's throwing Tony shoes. Tony on TV to me is a great sight in in well, all aspects. And her well, throwing
1: the yeah. shoe is is good that's funny. Good TV, it's funny, yeah. That's funny. It's fun. She even told her, watch out for the shoe. Renee's like, the fuck are you talking about? Watch out for the oh shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a thing now.
1: Yeah. My anyway. bad. That's kind of cool. Like I said before, I was waiting for this this Tony Storm gimmick to evolve and see where it was going. Okay. It's looking all right.
0: We got a vignette airing with Roderick Strong, Mike Bennett, and Matt Taven. Strong said his parents didn't know how to be parents with drinking and drug problems. Sounds like my parents. (laughs) He talked about pro wrestling being an escape for him from that world. Just like this podcast is an escape from that world for me. He said he grew alone and he's going to win the Grand Slam tournament alone. Now, he'll make it far, but I don't think he's getting past Samoa Joe, but that's just me. Uh, Like we said in the beginning, this is the most interesting, I think, Roddy has felt since being in AEW, and he's in the middle of the biggest storyline in the entire company, so kudos to him.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. They're giving him a shot. They're giving him something, you know, to run with, and he's killing it. Dude, I saw fucking, I saw Roddy walking around in Wembley, Around the around around London, wearing the fucking neck brace.
0: Yeah, and then someone say something about the neck brace and why he's wearing it. Yeah, me. And, and said, what? What he tell you?
1: I said, I said, Roddy, Roddy. He turns around. He said, <laughs> 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 I swear to God, bro. He, I said, bro, they making you wear the neck brace around London. This is what he said. This is how he looked. I shit you not, he, I need it for my neck. I'm like, oh my god, bro. <laughs> that's so good. That's so good. Oh man, <laughs>
0: that's awesome. Excellent. Doing some good stuff there with Roddy. Uh, Le sex gods, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. They went into tag team action action against the Aussie Open, Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis. This was actually. A very good match. Probably the best match in my honest opinion all night. I thought this was fun. So Don Callis joined the commentary team before the match and said he's like a serial killer who likes to watch his handiwork which is why he's out to watch Jericho. So uh, Mark Davis and Chris Jericho started it off. They had a stiff back and forth. Jericho got some big big shots there on Davis. This led to Sammy Guevara tagging in. He had a uh, double-shoulder tackle with Jericho, and then they did the sex God's pose for the crowd. So, obviously, they were flaunting, and that cost them. Guevara ate a snake eyes before having a shop back-and-forth exchange with Fletcher, but the leapfrog combo into a dropkick allowed for a vertical suplex from Jericho and Guevara on Mr. Fletcher. So we go to commercial break, and Davis and Fletcher are in control On Guevara, Guevara, obviously one of the more athletic men in the company that allowed him to make the hot tag to Chris Jericho. He ran wild. Davis caught a diving Jericho off the top. Davis and Fletcher hit double forearm combinations. Then they went for a double lariat. Guevara flew in off the top with a cutter on Mark Davis. Jericho laid out Kyle Fletcher with a code breaker. He goes for covering, gets a two count. Springboard drop kick on the apron, then sends Fletcher to the floor. Guevara hit a twisting tornado dive to wipe out both Davis and Fletcher. Jericho wanted a slingshot dive of his own, but Guevara was pulled into the line of fire. Jericho was dropped uh, in the ring with an Aussie arrow, and he managed to kick out of a pinfall. Guevara then came out of nowhere and dropped Mark Davis, who was charging in with a Spanish fly. Mark Davis is a big man, so that looked nice. Jericho swept the legs of Fletcher out from underneath him. Couldn't get the walls of Jericho on. Instead, uh, Fletcher, with a thrust kick and a brain buster, Jericho charged, ran right into Guevara on the apron. So, miscommunication here. Jericho still managed to pop Fletcher with the Judas effect, and that was enough to win the match. So, with the little miscommunication there, Jesse, with Jericho charging and Guevara on the apron... There was a little tension at the end of the match because Jericho tried to raise Guevara's hand post-match and Guevara was upset. They started shoving each other. Security had to hit the ring to break it up and Sammy threw his hands up and left the fucking ring and left Jericho in the ring by himself. So we already have trouble in paradise here with the Lasex Gods.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm struggling trying to figure out how I feel about this age-old wrestling trope where clearly someone was there and clearly they just move and clearly someone accidentally hit you with a move and then you act like it was on purpose and you get super angry about it I mean you know what I'm saying like yeah come, come on bro we know you know we, you can tell if someone was aiming for you I mean the guy was just there yeah I mean I get they want to create the tension and it's a, it's a wrestling trope and, I, and I, I get that it's hard to pick apart some tropes and not others but it just feels like they could have got they could have gotten to the tension in a little bit more reasonable way I don't know maybe that's me picking it apart but outside of that yeah there's there, there's some tension again there you know this 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 friendship slash partnership started off Rocky smoothed out and I was right back to Rocky so we're not sure what's gonna go on here you know it still looks like one could turn and the other one might not. So that's the story being told, though. That's another story that they'll develop.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure they'll be fine. I mean, this is going to have some long-term implications for sure. Uh, But uh, I'm sure things will be talked back down to uh, a little sense of normalcy here. And it was just a uh, modest mistake that could happen to the best of them in any tag team situation. So uh, Jericho and Guevara, a little bit of a miscommunication there. And we'll see how that goes next week as they are set to be a tag team. And looks like they may be winning some matches and, in hopes of getting a tag team title match. Ricky Starks. They had a video package on Ricky Starks that highlighted some of the uh, brutal nature of the Shrap match with Brian Danielson on Sunday night, which was fucking incredible. He said he didn't tap out and nobody can tap him out said, it's time for somebody like him who does what he says. Don't give me a piece of bread and tell me I've been fed. He then insisted he is everything he says he is. Now, Ricky Starks was kind of trending towards being the heel during the CM Punk feud before CM Punk got fired. Now, Brian's the babyface here, but... The way Ricky Starks, to me, came off in this promo, Jesse, was more, you know, it was more, I don't want to say it was more baby-faced than heel, but it certainly wasn't fucking heel. Because it it, it was a promo with passion, it was a promo with fucking honesty and conviction, and he was very blunt with everybody. So, I I don't know how you can listen to Ricky Starks there if the direction is for him to turn heel. How you listen to Ricky Starks cut this promo and then watch him wrestle on Sunday night. And want to boo the fucking guy.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a little bit of a mixed bag with with Ricky right now because coming out and saying that yeah I lost the match but you know nobody can tap me out because you know I'm a fighter. That's some that's some baby face you know mojo right there. Yeah, you know coming out and saying no one can tap me out. I mean it makes the crowd be like yeah yeah he's a fighter you know but at the same time coming out with that with that angle of you know, I'm going to get what's coming to me, whether I got to, you know, take it, you know, do it myself, do it my own way. That's the heel side of it. So they did kind of mesh the two, but I, I think clearly they're leaning more towards the heel side. Yeah. I think they just kind of dropped the, you know, kind of dropped the ball a little bit, throwing in the, you know, he didn't tap out, he passed out, because that is definitely a baby face thing to do.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't know what they do with Ricky Starks. I mean, thinking, You know, with what we saw on Sunday, he should have a big-time match for Grand Slam in two weeks. I don't know what that match could be or, or will be if there is a match. The thing is, he's been complaining a lot about creative. He complained about creative when he was with CM Punk and the feud with CM Punk on Collision. Now he's complaining about creative here, and he says, don't give me a piece of bread and tell me I've been fed. You know, it's his time and blah, blah, blah. He's always held down. I mean, it's the same old kind of... Song and dance with Ricky Starks. I'd like to hear a little bit less of that. Just give the fucking guy something better to work with. Like, I mean, we've been asking for that since January. They started off great with Jericho, and then they kind of went away, and then they picked him back up again, and then they went away, and then they're picking him back up again towards the tail end of the summer here. But, you know, how many, how many times does he need to come out and say that he's tired of being held down and blah, 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 creative this? You know, they're not giving me much to do. Just give him something to do. I mean, I I mean, he's fucking incredible. He's he's look at what he did on Sunday. How could you not want him on your fucking show?
1: Yeah, I'm 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 giving AEW creative. I mean, a a little bit of rope here going post all in because clearly a lot of things needed to be restructured and changed and everything else due to what happened. Yeah, a a lot. So. And I already came into the to tonight's show thinking that that's why I was you know focused on you know watching the show and what they were doing. That's why I was looking at all these storylines developed because yeah, it does look like some things may have shifted, some things may have changed, some things may to be paused. There's a lot of stuff going on because of the events after All In. So in the, in the even that 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 title that Punk was holding, I mean that's still up in the air right now. So a lot of things could be moving. So with Ricky Starks, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's going to be a very important piece of, of um, the show going forward. So, I'm being patient with him. Joe is going to be very fucking important going forward. The stuff he's doing with MJF proves that and everything else. And you can see how much faith they've had in Joe over the last few weeks. So, um, they got a lot of moving parts, and, and I get that. So, I'm not going to hold them to the fire right now. Uh, I'm not going to be this lenient, you know, as we head into the next pay-per-view as everyone's complaining about the lack of build. When the next pay-per-view goes live, I'm expecting some interesting build going in. I'm going to be all over that shit, man.
0: Yeah, it's funny with Samoa Joe, man. How how you say he's been so important to AEW. You know, when he first came in, a lot of people were looking at Samoa Joe. Oh, man, can he stay healthy? You know, can he be healthy? I don't think he's got injured once. Right, and he's been uh, basically free and clear for a, a nice amount of time now. So, and right. I, I, when when I watched NXT, he was the NXT when they when they first started two point oh, he was the NXT world champion. he had, he had just beaten Karrion and Cross before they made the fucking god awful switch to two point they, they had him drop the fucking title, they had him relinquish the title without even dropping it to a champa or a breaker. They had him go on social media via an iPhone video. Yeah. and say that uh, he's got to relinquish the title for undisclosed reasons. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? Like, they had him drop the title. We never seen him again, and then he was out of the company. So I wonder what happened there. Yeah. So, yeah, really. for 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 Jesse to say how important he is and how, how important he has felt on AEW television, the fact that they didn't want to use him because he was prone to injury over there and Tony Khan is using him, I mean, this is a steal. Getting Samoa killer. Joe on this roster, bro, is a fucking steal for Tony Khan.
1: Yeah, he's a killer. Right now, Right now, for me, at least, I mean, it's just from my perspective, if Joe in AEW is giving off Brock Lesnar vibes in WWE, I mean, he just seems like, I mean, he can be beat, I mean, but Jesus Christ, it ain't going to come fucking easy, bro. He's going to fucking kick the shit out of you, man. Yeah. I mean, the guy's a fucking killer.
0: I, uh, I'm looking forward to whatever Joe's doing, man. And Joe was up next with MJF. This was easily the best segment of the entire night. Uh, before we got to that, Renee Parkett interviewed Don Callis and Konosuke Takeshta. There was uh, a podium or a little uh, painting board standing next to Renee uh, and it was hidden with a black cover. Callis said that next week under what uh, this is here, the black cover, we're going to target the next victim for Kanosuke Takeshita, but they won't reveal it till next week. Renee wanted to peek under the black cloth uh, as to what the painting revealed, but uh, Don Callis said next week. So we brought the painting to kind of tease everybody that's coming next week, and we can't see it till next week.
1: Cliffhanger, not a major one, but something to say, hey, tune in next week and we're going to reveal something for you. Yeah, I'm catching these little, little just the little things. They could have just, not had Don and Kanosuke on the show and just had them pop up next week and do this. Yeah. But, but what does it take to have 45 seconds to come out and say, tune in the next week and we got something to reveal behind this fucking cover? You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. right. the little things. Listen, man, Don Callis on
0: my TV, I ain't complaining. Nope, I don't know. C- to catch uh, K- uh, on my TV, I ain't complaining. MJF, he made his way out to the ring. He had the AEW World Championship around his waist proper and the Ring of Honor Tag Team title belt around his uh, upper midsection here, wearing both titles at the same time. He gets in the ring. He says the devil has arrived in Hoosier country. He said he lived in Hoosier country during his days on the indie scene. He said after he won the ROH Tag Team title successfully, he got back or got uh, to the back And that Mark Tony Khan told me I have to wrestle again on September 20th. He said, then he realized that's Grand Slam and Grand Slam's in my home state of New York. He said, MJF is coming back to New York. He said, whoever wins the Grand Slam tournament is going to find out the hard way that no one is on the level of the devil. He said, there's one person in particular who might need to be taught a certain lesson. Fans chanted, Joe... They knew who he was talking about, so Joe made his entrance and interrupted MJF as he was about to say Samoa Joe's name. Joe obviously had a microphone. Joe said he heard MJF in the back and heard a little piss and vinegar in his voice, so he wanted a front row seat to see what he had to say. He asked him, what seems to be the problem, kid? He called MJF a kid. MJF obviously took issue to be calling, uh, to being called a kid. And then fans sang the signature, Joe is going to kill you. Always love that chant. Yes. MJF said the reason Joe came out there so fast is because he must have confused his music with an ice cream truck. Joe said, ah, that's a good one. He said, the last time I had anything to do with ice cream and an ice cream truck, I was busy being the biggest star of the other uh, company's network, meaning the Twisted Metal series that he did, and he was the clown in Twisted Metal. He asked MJF again, so I ask again, what is the problem, kid? MJF was uh, obviously getting really upset at the kid Fact here. MJF said, Well, yeah, that's really funny. You know, what's really funny about him is that he happens to be a pretty funny guy himself. He asked the fans if they want to see him get a little creative. Fans cheered. He said, Hey, everybody, look, it's Pillsbury Joe Boy. Hey, that's Samoa Doe. He then made fun of his penis size. Of course, MJF would. Joe said jokes and Venom, jokes and Venom, great. Fans then chanted, Tiny Dick, Tiny Dick. No, the Miz wasn't here. Joe said that's something coming from a guy whose circumcision was delayed because the rabbi had a lack of stuff to work with. Oh. Listen, man. Joe is uh, Joe is just as quick witted as MJF, man. <laughs> Joe said it appears MJF is having a tough time comprehending what is going on here. He said spending time with these Midwest mouth breathers probably made him stupid. I'm going to ask you again for the final time. What is the problem, kid? MJF then got in Joe's face and said, if he calls him kid again, I'm going to knock your teeth down your throat. MJF said that's how you want me to react. I know. But listen, Joe, you can't skip ahead in line. He said he needs to win a tournament if you want to wrestle the champ. Fans then chanted, fuck you, Joe, fuck you, Joe. Which was a little bizarre because I don't think I've... I don't think I'm used to hearing chants like that aimed towards Samoa Joe, but here we are. That's how over MJF is. Joe said a lot of the fans are sounding like their mothers, so relax. MJF said Joe should know... What he was like as a kid. He asked if everyone is ready for story time with MJF, baby. He talked about his tryout in Brooklyn when he was 19. He said he knocked it out of the park as usual. He says he got pulled to the side by William Regal and told he was too young to sign. He said he kept telling him to email him for months and blew him up. Fans chanted, he fucked up, meaning William Regal fucked up. So he knocked his British ass out and sent him back to NXT where he belongs. Joe, if you play your cards right, you could be on your way there too. You're next. He said later that evening he was informed of an opportunity to be a security guard and walk a wrestling legend to the ring. He said he had a chance to meet Joe back then, but Joe decided to take a 19-year-old kid just trying to do his job, and you shoved him into a brick wall and you laughed at him. MJF said he knows why he did that. He says he knows how scumbags think because I'm their scumbag. He gestured toward the crowd. They chanted, he's our scumbag. MJF says, I'm not a kid anymore. I'm a generational talent. Now he's getting angry. He starts yelling. I'm the AEW world champion. He says he's the man who headlined the most historic pay-per-view of all time. I am MJF. Joe stared at him. MJF told Joe to stay out of his way or else I am going to kill you. So fans then sang, Max is gonna kill you. MJF closed with his catchphrase, threw the mic down. Joe was not done yet. Joe said that was a point beautifully made. He said he didn't think of MJF as a kid when he pushed him back then He said he didn't think he was a kid back then. I thought you were a little bitch. MJF then slapped Joe. Joe smiled. He says he's trying to provoke him, but I won't take your bait. He says he's going to win the tournament and take everything from him in due time. He told him to have a nice day. MJF turned to leave, and Joe saw an opening and kicked the middle rope and basically crotched MJF. He stomped away at him took the AW title off of his waist and held it up in the air. MJF gets back up and low blow Joe from behind, beating him up in the corner. MJF tore off his shirt, threw it down, charged at Joe, but Joe caught him with a urinagi and then set up for a muscle buster. But Adam Cole, thankfully, ran out there and Joe retreated. MJF was helped out of the ring. He was making these whimpering sounds and crying, really selling the neck area. He was being helped up the ramp, and Joe was, Joe, he went to the back. He came out with another microphone, and he says, I'm going to tear you to pieces next time I see you. And he called him one last bitch again in front of the live crowd. This was fucking great. Yeah, it was. This, this, this was fucking great. I didn't really expect to see this, bro. If, if you're going to ask me what my pro wrestling card for 2023 was going to look like, I probably wouldn't have predicted MJF and Samoa Joe. But here we are, man. I mean, what else could we really say about these two on the microphone? We know how fucking great Joe is. We know how great MJF is. But this was captivating. It's intriguing. It's new. It's fresh. And it's a main event worthy of not only a Grand Slam, but any pay-per-view that AEW wants to put on. I'm fucking excited about this, man. I really am. Now you got the neck injury being a factor. You got Adam Cole and how he feels towards MJF, and he's being tugged along by Roddy. And there's so much going on, man. Man, it's really, really great television.
1: Yeah. So I took one thing away from this encounter and this feud we're about to get. Um, it looks like that if they've that they've made the final decision, and they're gonna go. No, pardon the, the pun, but they're gonna go all in with MJF as a legitimate babyface. Yes, and and that's that's where they're gonna go. And Joe is gonna help get him there. They're gonna put him up against legitimate heels. And as much as we love Joe, you know we chant. I I chanted Joe with the rest of the eighty thousand uh, fucking marks out there, man, and 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 all that other shit. But at the end of the day, we know he's a heel. We know we know he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. So he's gonna give Max the heat that he needs. You know, Joe's gonna fucking beat the shit out of him. Joe's gonna get the you know get the upper hand on him, and then Max is gonna barely eke out a win with that injured neck of his. Um, they're going all in with Max as a babyface, man. We're, we're 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 looking at the next top babyface in the whole company, you know, which is a weird thing to say for MJF, man, but. I think they're going to pull it off. I think they're going to actually fucking pull it off, man.
0: Well, they've already pulled it off if you ask me. I mean, it's it's just on its way to reaching the next plateau, the next level. Uh this is yeah. why I am be, I've been so adamant about and, and listen, I've said it from day 1. MJF should have just as long, if not longer, of a reign than Roman Reigns because there really there really isn't anyone on this roster that should be taking that title off of MJF, but we've met that person and that person is Adam Cole. And for the greater good here, I, I'm gonna. Uh, this was a completely different opinion, fucking six months ago. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I, 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 if I had MJF in in uh, any sort of capacity as far as you know a, a talking point, I, I, I would have told him, listen, bro, I don't want you to fucking uh, do anything babyface related. I mean, you need to be a heel. You're a fucking heel. That's your bread and butter. I mean, people go entire career without turning fucking to the to the other side. Yeah. That's it. That's him. Now I'm switching teams here. I'm, I'm like, bro, I don't even want... Listen, we know how good of a heel you are. I don't want you to go back to being a heel, man. You are the babyface. Adam Cole yeah. needs to beat MJF for the World Championship, and MJF needs to be a sympathetic devil on yes. the level of a Stone Cold and a rock, that, like Jesse said, a tweener, and he needs to yep. chase. Imagine a hot babyface MJF chasing the title, getting that title back from Adam Cole, who did him dirty, man. That's, man. that's, that's the story, that's the story,
1: that, that's it right there. He can i mean and 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 that goes along with good storytelling. you know, you know a half a year ago, there was no one right now. they've told the right story m j f is at the cusp of being just a mega baby face. He's going up against legitimate heel right now. All we need is someone to screw him over big time, and that has to be Adam Cole. He has to take what's important to him. Max has to feel fucking shitty about it. He has to be upset about it. He has to be put at the back of the fucking line and be made to wait, basically a whole damn calendar year, just about before he gets another title opportunity. Yeah. It'll be the biggest fucking pop on the planet for them, man. Yeah. Love it. Fucking yep. love
0: it. Have Adam Cole win it, have him hold it for a few months. MJF wins it back sometime next year, and he holds it. He obviously is going to main event Wembley next year again. I mean, in due time. But I think yeah. that's the way to go about it. That's the story. What you're watching right now is the fucking uh, precursor to the story. That's the story. When MJF yeah. gets to that point and chases for the World Championship to get it back.
1: To get it back, yeah. What if we look at Cole and Max 2 with Max trying to get his title back from Adam Cole at Wembley? Yeah. Love it. Can you imagine that? I mean, that would be that would be fucking phenomenal. Yeah. That's awesome. Man. And and again, he can always go heel. I mean, this guy could sneeze and be a heel from wherever he is on the car. Yeah. So that's always there. That's yeah. always there.
0: And it's it's a lot more difficult to maintain a strong baby face run than it is to be a strong heel. It's easy to be a heel. It's very easy. I can imagine it's difficult being a baby face. It because is. at any given point, those fucking fans—I mean, they're fan weather fans—they'll fucking turn their their back yes. on you l- like that. So, I mean, for him to, to for him to do that and hold their attention and, and to gain their trust the way that he has and maintain that and hopefully keep that—that's thats incredibly difficult, man. It's easy for for people to or get people to hate you.
1: Yeah, it it, it is to be honest, dude. I mean, you can just be a dick and no one's supposed to like you, but yeah. It's not about, I mean, this is not the 80s anymore, though. This is why this is going to work for Max. It's not about being the good guy. All you have to do is be relatable. Yeah, That's it. That's how it worked for Austin. He was the working man who fucking worked hard all day and wanted to drink beer at night and and fuck over his boss and everything like that. But if you're relatable, then the crowd will eat it up, man. They'll cheer you. They'll get behind you. They'll love you. So Max can come off as as a rich snob or he can start telling his stories about how he was, you know, uh, picked on and treated wrongly for being Jewish and things like that. And then he becomes relatable. Who wasn't bullied as a little fucking kid, you know? Yeah. So it works. Great shit
0: there. Can't wait to see how uh, this tournament plays out. I am hoping that we do get Joe. I mean, it is picture perfect set up for Joe to win this thing. So if if we don't get Joe, I mean, I don't know what we're doing. I really don't know what we're doing, but uh, we will see how this plays out. Spoilers are probably already out, and uh, we will see how that plays out going into Grand Slam with MJF. Trent Beretta, speaking of the tournament, Trent Beretta and Roderick Strong, this was a world title quarterfinal match. Uh, We had Beretta hitting a corner elbow and a Tornado DDT So after that, strong bail to the outside. He was clutching his neck and, you know, holding his neck, selling the neck there. Matt Taven held Beretta long enough for Roddy to blindside him, posting Beretta with a violent back suplex onto the edge of the apron. We go into a commercial break. We're back from break. Beretta managed to fight out and deliver a fireman's carry and hit rolling Germans. Then a twisting Death Valley driver. And he dropped Roddy on the side of his head. Beretta wanted a pilot driver, but Strong counted into a uh, death by Roderick and a sick kick. Beretta fought back with a Frankensteiner. Strong rolled through and nearly got the stronghold applied only for Beretta to escape and hit a half and half. Beretta hit his pilot driver on Roddy, which probably didn't do anything good to his neck there. But Strong got a foot on the rope after the pinfall after the pile driver. Strong was able to hit his jumping knee, hit the end of heartache, and that was it. Taven ran in. He immediately put the neck brace on Roddy, and the kingdom raced Strong on their shoulders as as he's advancing to the semifinals here.
1: This guy wrestles with the neck brace on. After the match, he puts it back on after he takes it. This is so fucking hilarious. he, He walked to the ring with it on. And then he takes takes it it off (laughs)
0: and then he puts it back on after the match is over.
1: So good. It's so good.
0: So he advances and I believe the, where's my mouse? He is wrestling uh, Darby Allen in the semifinals and that's taking place on Saturday on collision Renee Paquette. She was backstage with Tony storm, who was unaware that she cost Ruby Soho the TBS title at all out on Sunday. Since there are so many performances that she's done, she forgot. They can't look in the past. Well, maybe I can. I said it was 2013 earlier. They must look forward. Paquette said there will be a four-way next week with the winner facing Soraya for the women's title at Grand Slam. Storm said Paquette is very nosy and said for Renee to have her chin up, tits out, and watch out for the shoe. (laughs) <laughs> Storm left and in fact threw the shoe at Renee Paquette.
1: Love it. Love
0: Tony it. Tony's killing this gimmick. We don't know who the women are in this four way. Um, you know, I, I could think of worse ways to come up with a challenger for Soraya. You know, I'm glad showed the four. I'm glad did they? I don't know who the four are. Who who are the four?
1: I know. I saw I saw Britt there. I saw hold on. Hold on. Maybe chat remembers, but they showed a graphic of the four. Oh, yeah, here. here we
0: are. Here we are. Britt Baker, Tony Storm, Hikaru Shida, and Nyla Rose.
1: There you go. I don't know who's going to win. I mean,
0: this is basically the match at All In. Minus Nyla Rose.
1: It's, I mean, I...
0: I mean, listen, we could think of wor- worse right. ways to come up with the number one contender. I mean, for Christ's sakes, Tony Khan could have did another fucking tournament. You know, so uh, I, uh, I, it's it's just lazy, bro. It, listen, it's it's fucking lazy. It really is lazy. It's unexciting. It's not interesting in any aspect whatsoever. Who's gonna wrestle Soraya? Who's gonna wrestle Soraya? Is it gonna be Tony? It should be Tony Storm, right? Hi, Brett. Hi, 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 Brett. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if Britt's watching tonight. I Maybe mean, she's got uh, a dental appointment tomorrow. I don't know.
1: No, we know who's gonna wrestle. Her. Well, I don't know. I mean, Tony Storm. Oh, Tony. Tony Storm has the most going on right now. Yeah. So, but she just dropped that damn title. I mean, it. Is there anything else for Tony Storm to go do with her new gimmick rather than the around the title? Th-
0: this is this is where the ranking system would come into play. Like, why why is Nyla Rose getting another opportunity at of women's champ? What has Nyla Rose done? I mean Nyla Rose
1: is always the world champion gatekeeper. Like, it's like every
0: time there's a fucking oh, uh, we need a we need a number one contender. It's Nyla Rose Nyla battling Rose. three other women. And Nyla Rose getting a number one contender. Like Hikaru Shida lost, right? And now Tony Stone lost at all in, and Britt Baker lost. We're just throwing all the losers into a match to find a number one contender for uh Saraya. And, and
1: to be clear, look, if if Nyla Rose was on like some kind of like Insane winning streak, you know, dominant, kicking ass, doing shit, and then it's time to get a number one contender and you want to put her in the mix. Good, makes sense. But she just sits there and flounders and does nothing. And then you, when you want her to be a beast, you want to build her up in like one day and put her in a championship match and think we're supposed to. Ki- we don't care. You haven't done anything with her in, in fucking god knows how long. You just can't throw in and make her rel- out. That doesn't work. Right now, she's not credible. And having a win is not going to do shit to make her credible because it's going to feel like it's coming out of fucking nowhere.
0: I, I don't know, man. I, it's tough to be excited about anything coming out of this women's division when, when, when this is the end result. It, it's, just, it's just, like, I don't care. I, I, I don't care. It, it, it could be done so much better. It, it could be a lot worse, but it could be done so much better. And, you know, we're just going to move on cause I'm just tired of complaining about the women nothing's going to change over there. Do they not have enough Bro, no. what, what we need what we need are women wrestling on weekly television accumulating wins so that when I look at somebody I don't see oh hey where the fuck has she been for 6 months? Why is she getting a title match? Or why is she why is she in this fatal four-way challenging other women for a spot on Grand Slam for a championship match. Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. If any of these women actually had consistent matches on TV and they wrestled other women in the division and won, you know, wins should equal championship matches. But here we are just throwing shit at the wall and hoping people don't fucking call it out. That's not what I do. It's not my job, but whatever.
1: I mean, you you know what? I'm going to pitch something. Maybe it would stick. Maybe it wouldn't. How much interest is there in, say, Rampage? Zero. All right. We don't get enough women's matches on fucking dynamite collision. What if not every rampage now? Don't get me wrong. But what if once in a while, maybe once a month or so, if Friday night became ladies' night? Ladies' night, we get some action, just in ring action to build women up in the division. It doesn't happen every night. And it doesn't have to be all women's matches, but just make it predominantly a women's match night. And just bring some spotlight to some other women to get some momentum behind them. And then you spread that out and you put that out into the division and maybe it'll get some traction. But it's, it's something to market. It's already like not drawing a lot. So you, you have nothing to fucking lose. But who knows? You might get some fucking interest if you push it right. You know, you do it right. Tell the right stories. Have the right matches. It'd be awesome to have a fucking, hey, this Rampage coming up. Just like they have a Grand Slam, you know, every, you know, here and there, Battle of the Belt, here and there. Give me a fucking ladies' night on Rampage, man.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a commendable idea, but I'm looking at the list of women here. Tony makes the most sense, because I could just see Tony going up against Soraya, getting getting the championship match, and Ruby screwing Tony out of her match, like Tony screwed Ruby out of her match. So, I mean, it's probably building towards something with those two, and then Soraya may have some somebody else for Wrestle Dream if she's going to defend the championship there. I mean, I don't know, man. Whatever. Whatever. I just, something interesting. Yeah, just know? something interesting. A story. A story. Stories. Please. Yeah. Tony Schiavone. He's in the ring with Adam Hangman Page, and they are talking about the over-budget charity battle royal that he won at the zero-hour pre-show at All Out. Page talked about the Chicago Education Fund and how he used to be a teacher, as he knows teachers are vastly underpaid and underfunded, so he's glad he could help out.
1: That's a a shoot here for Chicago, by the way. Chicago's teachers union is, they're always um, fighting for um, equal pay and um, medical and stuff like that. That's a legit shoot around Chicago. There you go. Uh,
0: And the doing charity work for Chicago school systems, which will be filled with kids who flunk out anyway. Strickland, Strickland said Paige was on the pre-show when he, well, he's out there now, is Strickland. I'm sorry, I, I skipped ahead. Um, yeah, he's, uh, he's glad he could help out. And, and then Swerf comes out, Nana's out there dancing. Uh, uh, Nana's dancing made me laugh tonight, so I actually quite enjoyed that. So, uh, Strickland's out there. He said he's been in a coffin for two weeks. So, uh, when you're in a coffin for two weeks, you got some perspective and you do a lot of thinking. Shrickland thought of Page and was insulted. He was doing charity work for the Chicago school system, and then he said uh, it will be f- filled with kids who will flunk out anyway. Strickland said Page was on the pre-show when he should be competing for world titles. And since AEW wanted him as a franchise player, like, what's going on here now? Strickland quen- questioned if Page even wants it anymore. With the lack of new gear and lack of merch... But with the new contract he signed, Paige is obviously eating good, and it shows. Paige has gotten comfortable riding in the back seat for the elite, which is not uh, really uh, that far out from what Strickland is saying here. If Strickland got Paige's opportunities, he'd be the first black AEW world champion. Option A Paige rides off into the sunset and lets Strickland take that spot while Paige sits in catering. Option B, Paige shows that fire and what cowboy shit is all about. If Paige decides to face him, Strickland will walk him like a dog and he will have no empathy towards anyone. Strickland is coming for that spot that Paige acts like he doesn't want. Paige said if Strickland wants a match, he can ask for it in the back before storming away. So he walks away. So Strickland brought up Paige's wife and Paige's child, which caused Page, obviously, to get angry and storm back to the ring, getting Strickland's face. And then he got attacked from behind by Brian Cage, who laid him out with a drill claw and a powerbomb. And that was basically it. So Strickland set him up, dropped some truth bombs, set him up, and it looks like we got Strickland and Adam Page starting a promo. I thought this was fantastic.
1: Great stuff. I like the matchup. Yep. Um, the match itself is going to be Fantastic. Um, if I had to pick, you know, I don't know who's going to outwork who, who knows it'd be fucking, it'd be fucking fans. They're they're both, they're both pretty good. I mean, um, Strickland can go, um, probably in a longer match. Hangman is more of a brawler, but he's still a fucking wrestler, a grappler at the same time, man. I'm going to, I'm going to like this match and the feud is already getting there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, the best heel are the ones that, that, that feel they are legitimately in the right and everything that they're saying, and swerve has some, some good points to be made, man. So it should be really good. Yeah, hangman is still getting you know good crowd reactions, you know, despite all of the recent issues going around. So it's gonna be pretty good, man.
0: Yeah, Brian Cage doing his thing too, man. Brian Cage looking like a savage out there.
1: Yeah,
0: so, uh, we got the main event, Darby Allen, Nick Wayne. This is a quarterfinal match. For the Eliminator World Title Tournament to see who wrestles MJF at Grand Slam. Uh, Darby, I don't know. I mean, Darby's banged up. He says he's banged up. He's wrestling on All Out, getting his ass kicked. He's showing up on Wednesday, wrestling again, getting his ass kicked. I mean, the fucking guy's a punching bag, man. He's crazy. He's just out there taking shots against the barricade and just killing himself every single week out there. So... We go to a commercial break. Before the commercial break, uh, Alan tried a signature low dive. Nick Wayne moved, and Allen nearly landed on his fucking head, goes crashing into the railing. Doctors checking on him during the commercial break. We come back. Nick Wayne hits a superplex into a fisherman suplex combo for a near fall. Nick Wayne then went for a frog splash. Allen got the knees up, followed her up with a shotgun dropkick. Allen locked on a figure four. Wayne rolled over to get to a rope to break the hold. So now the pace is starting to quicken here between these two. We got a forearm battle back and forth. Allen all of a sudden asks for a microphone. And apparently they have a slugging contest. Allen says, you know, you hit like an 18-year-old. Show me that you really want this shit. So Allen trying to spark some intensity here in Nick Wayne. So he puts his hands behind his back, and Nick Wayne, instead of going for another forearm or a punch, goes right for a fucking super kick. Right in the face. Two count. Great spot. All of a sudden, we get the father of the year coming out. (laughs) Christian Cage is coming out. He walks out with the TNT title of Luchasaurus as Nick Wayne hits a big somersault dive to the outside onto Darby Allen. Kind of looked a little shoddy. Really didn't really like that spot. Nick Wayne... Uh, Sees this, and we go into another commercial break. So the action is now on the apron. Nick Wayne hits a big Hurricane Rana off the apron to the floor. Uh, Roderick Strong and the Kingdom was shown in the back watching this match backstage. Nick Wayne hits a big Frog Splash off the top, followed by his Wayne's World back in the ring. Now the Frog Splash off the top was to the outside. It looked like shit. Don't know yeah. why he attempted that because he did not land flush onto Darby Allen. It looked like he tried to do everything but hit Darby Allen on well, the frog does, splash.
1: Feet first, you know. Uh, yeah,
0: knees and feet first. Yeah, not, not really a good sight there, but well, he's he's 18. All right, then don't do it.
1: He's he has to do it.
0: To then get better don't at it. do it. Do it in the ring. You don't need to do a fucking frog splash off the top rope to the outside on the concrete, bro. Come on. For the sake of it looking good, do it in the ring. Don't do it on the outside. It'll look like shit. So Wayne, he gets Wayne's World for a two count. Wayne then wanted an avalanche backbreaker. Allen held on to the top, wanted a coffin drop, couldn't find himself to do it. So Wayne nearly got a flash pin off of Darby's Last Supper pinfall. Allen blocked Wayne's World, hit a springboard crossbody, hits a code red, and after that, he basically transitioned into a uh, submission here, stomping on the back of Nick Wayne's head, and Nick Wayne submitted due to the stomps. And that was basically it. Darby Allen wins the match over Nick Wayne. Uh, Cage, who was on commentary, asks, "What happens if Allen doesn't make it to the semifinals?" The show ends with Darby Allen staring at Cage and Luchasaurus. I wonder why he acts that, Jesse. Is he looking to take out Darby Allen on uh, on Saturday night, maybe interject himself into the tournament? Don't know, man. You got to wait and you know, see, father, bro. Father of the year, man.
1: He's always coming this up with something. Is, this guy is such a... How does he manage to keep coming up with more ways to be a dick? I don't know. I tell you, man, it's the fucking... It's that
0: brown jacket, bro. It's
1: the that, fucking turtleneck. That
0: I mean, brown bro. jacket, man. is that prick written all over. Jeez. You know?
1: so good so good
0: this was a decent it was a decent show it wasn't terrible I've seen a lot worse dynamites believe it or not um but I don't know what's going on it looks like uh looks like you know things might have still not been uh you know right for Tony Khan as far as travel illness maybe people are are, are getting some vacation time after a long weekend I I don't know but you know they did forward some stories, Jesse. Like you said, Swerve and Page, excellent. MJF Samoa Joe, excellent. Don Callis giving you the tease for next week. Jericho and Guevara teasing a little tension there with the Lay Sex Gods. Roderick Strong.
1: Yes. I mean, there was a lot to like about a this lot. show. Was a lot. And you the know, only ju- bad parts for me was the women's division yeah. and them adding this tournament.
0: Yeah, yeah. The tournament's it, a The tournament's very lazy. It's just yeah. I don't know who comes up with these fucking brackets. I don't know how Tony Khan comes up with these brackets. I really don't. This is why I feel like we need some sort of standing or some fucking win-loss records mattering in, in, this, in this case. It's just randomized st- bullshit. Like, Nick Wayne hey. should not be wrestling for a World Championship opportunity. Neither should Darby Allin. Darby Allin just lost to Luchasaurus on Sunday night. What the fuck is he wrestling for a World Championship opportunity for? What the fuck has Jeff Hardy done? <laughs> I don't understand this shit, you
1: know? Yeah. No, no I, I, I can agree to that. I mean, it's, you have all of the tools. Yeah. And again, like you just said, though maybe travel, maybe illness, maybe
0: yeah. Things seem things things seem to be a little off. I think you know he's not he doesn't have a hundred percent roster
1: yet. Yeah, but but to me it just feels like he's hitting the reset button. Yeah, it feels like it feels like he may have had some direction before this week, but due to the events of this week, they just decided to take the piece of paper with all of the plans, chuck it and refocus and go forward and if that's the case i don't expect explosive storylines to unfold in one to two weeks yeah you know it's gonna take time for you to make us care did they give us some stuff that can develop to make us give a shit about absolutely man a lot i would like to see the women get that kind of focus and stop using the word tournament outside of that i have no complaints about this show
0: there you go Ladies and gentlemen, that is your AEW coverage for this week. If you enjoyed it, I'd love if you stick around and hang out for the Super Chat portion of the show. If you guys are on your way out, I'd love if you hit that thumbs up. If you're staying and haven't hit the thumbs up, I'd love if you hit the thumbs up. Let's try for 750 likes as the goal tonight. Can we do that? Make sure you guys get those Super Chats in. It is now last call. Remember to follow me on social, at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys follow Jesse on Twitter, at Smart. Go follow his YouTube channel as well, same ad. I linked him in the description. Go check him out. and make you... a link now. Yeah. yeah, I, mean, I have upgraded, yeah. Yes. Um, and also, next time you guys will see me, maybe, depending on the news, you'll see me tomorrow with some extra. Live, I'll be on Friday Night SmackDown Post right here. Sponsored by DraftKings. Joseph Taylor. What's going on, man? $6 Super Chat. JD, Jesse, my favorite NXT TakeOver is NXT TakeOver New Orleans. What was your guy's favorite NXT TakeOver? Joseph, New York.
1: Chicago.
0: That was a good one, too.
1: Man, remember that match?
0: Remember that match with Roddy... And Kyle O'Reilly against Oni Lorkin and Danny Burch, Danny bro. Burch. Man, that probably, was a great fucking match, man. Probably,
1: probably my, probably, and there's been some damn good contenders. So if you don't agree, I understand, but probably my favorite NXT tag team matchup.
0: That's definitely up there. I would probably say the best NXT tag team title match ever was the Viking Raiders versus Malachi Black and Ricochet Takeover New York.
1: I don't remember that one enough to, yeah. I gotta go back and see it. But they've
0: they've had a they've had a lot. Or FTR, a lot. FT, well actually, I mean, I don't think that's the best tag team match that NXT's had. Obviously, DIY FTR is the best tag team match, yeah. maybe, of all time.
1: Yeah, yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But uh FTR versus uh Gable and Jordan when they were uh Alpha Cad. Or well, not Alpha Cad. American Alpha.
1: Yeah. So, yeah that was I mean, a good
0: one. So many great fucking teams down there, man. That was that was some time, I'll tell you. Yep. Yeah. Uh, D Bastardo with a $5 super chat. What can't they build people for the tournament? All the wrestlers in the tournament combined have five wins on dynamite in the last six months. <laughs> Listen, man, we uh, we've complained about it all night, man. We are with you on that one.
1: We, we we touched on it. I don't think there's a reason to harp on it. because, Like I said, it's something that should be addressed. But at the end of the day i think they did a good job at spreading that spreading around the storytelling um spreading that shit out yeah. getting stuff established and making everything make sense as far as the new stories being told and i like it they could have taken this mjf and joe feud and did with it what tk you know like to tell us like oh this has built-in story you know they've had history and everything else yes but you can't just give us a feud and tell us well it's because Joe pushed MJF, you know, 15 years ago, and that's the match. No, give us more. Build yeah. off of it. And keep giving us something. Layers.
0: Yeah. Allison Tuckwob with a new membership. Thank you, Allison. What type of beverage will you be having tonight, Allison? The beer garden's not going to be open too much longer. We'll be shifting to my mother's basement soon. Michelle with a $2 super shot. Are they getting ready to turn Nick or Darby heel? Uh, I don't think so. Don't know why they would turn either one of them heel, but.
1: Wrestling logic tells me one of them has to turn heel, and I know who's not turning heel. Yeah. So.
0: The guy with the face paint who sells a lot of T-shirts.
1: Yes. All the fucking kids, every fucking kid on the planet that watches AEW all love Darby out. Yeah. He He
0: Beyond the script with a 999. What's up, JD? Great dynamite tonight. I'm hooked up to a breathing machine for tonight, so apologize. I'll mainly be listening instead of interacting. Love you and Jesse, the goats. Why are you on a breathing machine, man? Jeez, dude. I hope you are okay, yeah. man.
1: You better soon, man.
0: Uh, JD, you not sick anymore? No, I'm still sick. I'm still sick. By the end of the weekend I'll be I'll be right where I should be. Don't worry about it.
1: By the way, you guys missed it. We completed our first OTS raid yesterday. Me, JD, and Rage. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, I gotta uh, imagine communicating with fucking Rage and Jesse over who carries a fucking chalice and what lamp we need to go to. Jesus
1: hey, Christ, we were fucking fine. It was the fucking I know what I'm doing,
0: man. I figured out the fucking raid as soon as I watched Datto.
1: Jeez, yeah, it was it, it was very fucking. I'm easy actually
0: you could farm that, right? Actually, we're gonna farm some oversouls. I need to get my yeah. uh, my necrocasm.
1: Yeah, I get five. I get five oversolds.
0: Uh Cindy Ennett with a new membership. Cindy. What are you drinking tonight? As always, round is on me, man. New members, round is on me. I'm Torch with a four ninety-nine. I'll be the one to say that I've been hard on AEW. Tonight they got me back with the start of a new story with Agent Swerve. This is
1: what we need. There you go. New stuff. Do stuff and you know what as someone just said that as this swerve shit develops and we haven't seen this guy I'm getting ready to mention it a little bit why not have him come out and join forces with swerve because okay, why not where's Keith Lee yeah why not Fuck okay. it
0: uh Jason thank you again brother for the $100 super chat you have been overly generous and I greatly appreciate you man Thank you so much, funny Rob Bebe with a one ninety nine. I am just three subscribers away from five hundred subs. Let's fucking go, OTS. Well, nice. You may get the five after tonight, brother. Tribal Chief with a two dollar super G. I love the show, J. The OTS for life, pal. All respect. Thank you, brother. Tony Brown with a nine ninety nine. Just a little love for Jesse and JD. Thank you, man. Uh, Joseph Taylor with a five dollars super chat. The best match of 2013 was Punk and John Cena. Raw, February 25th, 2013, five star match. Thank you, Joseph. 2013. What the fuck was I thinking, man? I brought us back ten years with the intro. I know, right? You imagine—I can't even watch myself from ten years ago.
1: But you do oh, see—you
0: was- you do see the evolution of the show, though, which is a great thing.
1: Oh, I, I ran across one. It was so cringe. I, I found I found it in one of those compilation fucking yeah. videos that they make of you. God, my God! I what? looked I mean, awful.
0: I sound awful.
1: Look, man, we love all our fans. Yeah, all right. We love all our listeners, viewers, subscribers. You guys are fantastic. But I gotta ask, what gives you the the motivation to sit down? And collect JD videos from years and years and years, and put together, you know, whatever your topic is. I mean, that. That's, I mean, it's not very original. I mean, it's flattering depending on what the topic is, but Jesus Christ, man! What? Why? I don't know, man. It's.
0: You know, people. People take my content. My guy Evil Genius is texting me. He's. Uh, says he's watching in lurk mode. Um, he he usually texts me some random compilation, and he says, "Did you approve this?" I'm like, "No, I got fucking random people making montages and clips and fucking there's uh there's a YouTube channel called JD's Twitch's Archives." I'm like, "I'm not even on Twitch. I don't even game on Twitch anymore, man. Twitch went woke. Fuck them. Um, and, and you got people making." Every instance where I make fun of Impact and I laugh at Impact and they're making it like a 30-minute compilation, I'm like, what the fuck? And then they
1: send it to me. Like, I mean, like what what response were you looking for for, for this from me? <laughs> I don't fucking... <laughs> what, what the fuck, Jay? Oh, man. I just saw this clip of you that someone made. I'm out of here. You know, what, 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 what do they expect? I don't know. People,
0: uh, lucky Geo at a 499. Why isn't Andrade, Malachi, and Keith Lee in the tournament? Well, Andrade hasn't been on TV. Malachi just lost the trio championships to the fucking uh, House of Ass. Yeah, the and Ass Keith, house. And Keith Lee hasn't been on TV, man. If, he, if you put those guys in the tournament, would it be a better tournament? Sure. But we be. Uh, it's this, it's the same thing that applies. They haven't won any fucking matches. None of them deserve a shot at MJF, Ever.
1: I'm so, wondering if something happened with a member or a couple of members of the House of Black. They lost the titles and now we haven't seen them yet. I I don't know. Did they need time off for some reason or another? I'm wondering because at least that would make sense as to why they took the fucking titles off of them. I, guess. I don't know.
0: What is Nick Wayne, Jay Lethal, and Jeff Hardy doing in it? I don't know. Maybe we should XTK. Uh, Lucky Gio, thank you for the 499. Justin... Phoenix with a $5 super chat. The Vaughn says, Breaker, you can hit me with those stairs until I lay the smack down on your candy ass if you smell the scented the scented lotion in the baskets. Yeah, Von
1: Wagger got fucked up last night. Somebody tweeted me. Me yesterday. Or today or something like that. Asking me, what does lotion in the basket mean? Motherfucker, have you ever heard me say that shit? Ask the dude who says it. You never watched Silence of Silence of the Lambs? I know what it means, but why are you asking me what something means that you say? Yo, ask him. Ask. I ask you.
0: You're supposed to know, man. You're uh, you're uh, the sidekick here.
1: You know who else knows you? They know not to bother me with this shit. Uh, they, they are, they are slowly learning to not bother me. I guess, man.
0: Dom Wapo with a one ninety nine Swerve should win his feud. Win this feud, whose house? Swerve should win this feud. Whose house? My house. It's my house. This is my house. Swerve should win. I don't know. I, don't, I, I just we just we just started. We're choosing a winner. Let's enjoy it. Though I do say both of them do need a win, so it's going to be very difficult to see who they put over here. Yes. Emerald Lord with 17 months. Appreciate you, Emerald Lord. Ayo, hey, JD, you still sound sick. Get well soon, bro. Yeah, I'm sick, bro. I'm not going to be well until until the weekend, at least. I'm giving myself to the weekend. I've, ta- I've taken it easy, too. I've taken my vitamins. I've taken my, my uh, vitamin C my electrolytes i've been sleeping been taking it easy but uh the streaming over the weekend man fucking uh, kind of held me back a little bit it's tough when fucking phil brooks wants to go and get fired you know yeah. jesus christ jesus dog. i need some meals. put mortal combat on uh michael thayer with a new membership michael what are you drinking this evening brother Francis Loop with a five dollars super chat times two. How about Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, Matt Taven, and Mike Bennett form the Undisputed Kingdom as a heel faction? All
1: right, let's just get rid of the Undisputed shit. It yeah, just Undisputed, dead, brother, it's done. That's it. They did Undisputed Elites, and okay, that's that's it. That's the original now. But I get the faction. The faction is makes sense. It's cool.
0: But so, I I mean, be, I'll just be
1: happy right. if we get. I'm sorry. I'm. I'll just be happy if we get Kyle O'Reilly back with Roderick and and Adam Cole. That's all I Wow. Sunny Kiss is that Hog? Yeah, yeah. enjoy that one. Oh wow, man! I can't wait to see Sunny Kiss. Oh shit! You have to call a Sunny Kiss. Message, wow, bro. man! I'm so excited. There you go, man. <sighs> Lucky me. Guys, don't watch Impact. It's terrible. Watch House of Glory, where you can watch Sunny Kiss perform. Go ahead, bruh. I'm sure
0: sure he's going to do well.
1: Yeah, right. There we go.
0: Max Santiago with the $2 super chat. Hangman should lose to Swerve. It'll be a trilogy. God, you're already fucking way out there, man. We just fucking started. Francis Loop, when Jack Perry comes back, he should have a redemption story where Christian Cage rags on him. This reignites their old rivalry. Why are we pairing Christian Cage with Jungle Boy again? Let's wait till Adam Copeland gets it, man. That's who we want to see. Uh, Seizure your your property with a $5 Super Jack. Come on, J.D., I think you're being a little harsh on Nick Wayne. He's only 18 years old the frog splash sucked bro I'm not being harsh that's the only
1: part that's the only part of the match I didn't like it did suck but I mean he's gonna do a lot of things I'm not gonna come off crisp he's 18. all right
0: I understand that it's gonna happen it wasn't a good spot do something else
1: maybe he will next time but he did that spot already
0: uh, Hollywood Eric with the five months. I'm celebrating five months as an OTS VIP. I'm toasting to you guys, J.D. and Jesse, the best tag team in the IWC. J.D., I'm proud of you for doing this sick. Thank you. Who else is going to do it? Who are you going to watch? Denise?
1: Fuck. Oh, God. That's Fuck another outta. compilation out there. Fuck out of here, man. Someone made a Denise compilation of you, man, dude.
0: Oh yeah, I know. I have to see this, man. That's that's pretty. That's pretty humorous. That's good Leave stuff. That girl alone, man.
1: that's that's great, that's great
0: content, man. Listen, man, we don't have a podcast party over here. Fuck that. Hand me a fucking old fashioned. Put on some Iron Maiden. Shut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> Well, not Iron Maiden. Fucking, I don't know, early 80s Metallica, Slayer. Put on some fucking Sepultura, some Machine Head, some Testament, Exodus, whatever. Green Day. There you go. Yeah. Who? There you go. Fuck got of Green Day. <laughs> Who listens to Green Day? Is Green Day I even a band anymore? I don't fucking know. They got that. Uh, how many hits they got? They got that one hit, right? And then Goodbye. You know,
1: the guy from Smash Mouth passed away. You know the, the 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 band Smash Mouth. I, I know I heard of the band, but I I didn't hear about a pass. What's, the, what's, the, what's their big hit? What's their big hit? I forgot. I don't know. I heard about Jimmy Buffett passing. I didn't hear about and his Jimmy pass.
0: Buffett passed away too. Yeah.
1: Well, that sucks, man. That Jimmy, sucks.
0: Jimmy Buffett passed away. Uh Holly Warrick, thank you, brother Sue, with the five dollars superjet. J.D. and Jesse, you guys are the best. No one does it like y'all. Having a cold glass of ice. Thanks, OTS. Nobody does it better. Wow, Sue. You know, usually you put a liquid over the ice. You're having just the ice. You're going really fucking balls to the wall there, Sue. Holy shit. Maybe ice is the name of the drink, bruh. Oh, you mean the one with the 50 grams of sugar in it? Yeah, that one. Okay. Yeah, no thank you. Yeah. No thank you. My my liquid death, this is the only sugary beverage I've had all day. This liquid death is 30 calories and 6 grams of total sugar. 6
1: additional grams of added. 12 grams. For an iced yeah, tea, that's not bad, man. Yeah, I'm trying to drink skinny alcoholic drinks. My god, they taste so bad.
0: I drink nothing with sugar in it, bro. It's water and seltzer all day long.
1: Um, old fashioned that has sugar in it, bro.
0: Well, I, I'm not drinking while ill.
1: Well, I saw you drinking in fucking Wembley, Dr. Evil Genius. Fucking do a slamming back alcoholic drinks full of sugar all night, bro. I had three old fashioned clown. No oh, bullshit, bro. While
0: I was with you, I had three old fashioned. That's
1: it. I was there, Doctor Evil Genius. I'm just okay. letting you know, bro.
0: Yeah, okay. This guy's trying to fucking tattle on me. Three old fashioned. Keep. Ah, uh, Sue, thank you so much. Michael Thayer with a two dollar superjet. When will they bring in Mercedes? Whenever Mercedes is uh, healed up, oh. I guess. They will be bringing her in, though. Judgment Day, Mike Harper with a $5 Super Show. I agree with Jesse. I just wish the women's division was booked better tonight. I would give Dynamite 6 out of 10. Not great, but not terrible. Amazing work, Jay-Z. Thank you, Mike Harper. Will I Chisholm.
1: 6 is a bad show. 6 is a bad show? I think 6 is a bad show, man. I mean, seven's a mediocre show. I think 8 is a good show. 9 is really good. And 10, you better be perfect. Six is a bad show. Huh? Oh, All-Star was the name
0: of Smash Mouth's song? Okay, great. Steve Harwell was his name.
1: There you go. He
0: died of uh, liver uh, liver disease. Drinking? Yeah. He had an alcoholic oh. problem, yeah. Wow. Uh, Will Chisholm with a $5 Super job I'm scared. Tony is going to have to drop, or he's going to have Chris drop her title to returning Jade. They're pushing her doing this open title match. I hope not.
1: It may bring Jade back to go for a title back. And where's Thunder Rosa?
0: Uh, Thunder Rosa is uh, set to be cleared. I just read it today.
1: I read that a week ago, but I don't know. Could have been a false report. Who knows?
0: Latoya with a five dollar super chat. Thank you, Latoya. Uh, She leaves a uh, emoji con that says boss. Thank you. All right. I am the boss. Thomas Frankel with the nine nine nine. Hey JD, where is Wardlow, and what do you guys think of Christian versus MJF in a promo battle? Uh, Wardlow, I don't know where Wardlow is. I mean, who gives a shit? Wardlow's been killed off basically, and uh, MJF and Christian. I think that'd be great television,
1: bro. I'm convinced Wardlow was banging Tony Khan's girlfriend or something. I don't something. know why something. He just get he he was he was white hot. I don't know. And Joseph
0: Taylor throughout Super Chat, Jesse. Happy fifteenth anniversary with the wife.
1: Thanks. My, my anniversary was months ago, but thanks. Thank you, Joseph.
0: Anyway, we're about to get out of here. Um, next time you see me, will be probably tomorrow with some news, if there is news. And if not, you'll see me back live on Friday night with Friday Night SmackDown. Hopefully, I'll sound less like shit then. We really like that. Can't wait to get back to normal and get back to the fucking gym. Anyway, man, I appreciate y'all being here tonight. You guys are great. Thank you for the super chat love. Thank you for 2,000 in the venue tonight. Say goodbye to the beer garden, man. After this week, it's over. We're going back to the original OTS venue, so... That'll be going on there. Go check out the content on the channel. Plenty of it. Plenty of CM Punk stuff. If you've been living under a rock, let us get you caught up. And hit that thumbs up, guys. Let's try for 750 likes right here on the channel for tonight's AEW stream. And what else do I got? Anything else? I go follow Jesse, Chi-town Smart on Twitter. Go follow him on his YouTube for Impact Tomorrow. You guys know the deal. Until then, guys, have a great night. I'm going to end up hopping on Destiny and doing my thing this evening and then relaxing. I'll see you guys later tonight or Friday for SmackDown. I'll see you guys later.